everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. I am Elisa Keaton, the founder of this uh, ministry, this gathering, this happening, and what I would, what I believe will be a revelation revolution on the earth today, as well as the author of a new book called The Wellness Revelation. You're going to hear a little bit more about that today. But I am back in the swing of things. I have been on a serious rest time. Now, although you've probably been hearing me week by week with whatever podcast that has been released, those have all been pre-recorded. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) So I have been sitting back really disconnected from work. And today I share with you um, my first Facebook Live coming back and talking about the two things that I was missing in my wellness um, program. Now, I realized I'd done a show about this recently, and I think that that came down to I needed some more water uh, first thing in the morning. Like, I think you can listen to that one, uh, and as well as um, some rolling, foam rolling. Now, those were good physical things that I was missing, but these things that I'm sharing with you today, these were deeper issues. (laughs) There were things, two things that God was putting his finger on, inviting me into that I, once upon a time, I would say I had a better practice of it, and now God is bringing me back and saying, go back the way you came, Elisa. Remember when we first just did this together. Remember when. So I'm going to share that with you today. As well as, yes, we're going to be talking a little bit about the book release, The Wellness Revelation. You can get it now for a pre-order at Amazon and save yourself quite a bit. I believe it's $9.70 as opposed to being $16.99 when it comes released. And once that book releases, friends, we are going to be doing a lot of talking around it. I believe it's going to help answer a lot of questions in a succinct way. So go and check that out as you have a chance. And instructor training is coming soon. So if you are interested in becoming an instructor, um, August will be here before you know it. And we have our enrollment advisors are praying and waiting to talk with you. So make the appointment, set it up, and I hope to see you in the next class. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out today. I am rested, recharged. I'll be coming back a little bit slowly as I enter back into um the fullness of ministry but in a whole new way i am not the same woman i was when i stepped out of everything six weeks ago uh so please don't expect me to be (laughs) if anything i feel like i have new wine skin um for the new wine that is in me so bless you and i pray this blesses you and thanks for leaving a review of the podcast your words mean so much and it does help people find it so thanks so much i'm grateful and have a great day. Bless you. Peace. Oh my goodness. Are we live? All right. We'll see if this still works. Everything looks different since I've been gone. There must have been an upgrade. Hi everyone. My name is Elisa Keaton and I am just doing this, what we do here at Revelation Wellness on this page. Uh, Facebook Live. I'm back. I've been gone for quite a bit. Um, I've been really, I'm still kind of gone. Today I'm just putting my toe in the water of messaging and sharing with you guys what God has been doing in a very big, serious season of rest. Hey, as you're all coming in, wow, it must be a slow Wednesday. <laughs> um, yeah. 
serious season of rest. So as I was saying, let me just first say, if you're new to this page, uh, great, thank you, I'm glad you're here. If you wanna share this with somebody, I, I promise you what I'm about to share today, true to Revelation Wellness style, um, is countercultural. It will make you very uncomfortable. Um, I'm positive, I'm like so positive about this that I'm about to confirm something that many of you have been hearing from the Lord. Like you kind of, or you just been knowing, like you're sensing, it's like you smell the smoke, but it seems really far off. And you kind of go, that's not right now. And honestly, for me, I was smelling the smoke for a while, but we are anesthetized to these two things that I'm about to talk to in wellness. And it really, really, truly was missing in my life. And it's been the greatest gift that God has given me in this intense time of rest. So my name is Elisa Keaton. Whenever you see this Facebook come up or wherever you see us in your feed, we're so grateful. Thank you for following, subscribing, sharing, and doing all the things that you do. It really is for us. It's not about building a platform for ourselves. We do not care about how many likes or followers we have. We really are grateful for the tool of social media that allows us to talk about the gospel and talk about the good news and keep putting hope into you. Uh, and, and it's funny, what I'm about to talk about today is almost interesting because I feel like I'm a little at odds with myself because here, here I am on social media and on Facebook, but it really isn't about... It's as we say about everything, it's never really, if you want to lose weight, it's never really about the food. If you want to feel more beautiful in your body, it really isn't about the size of your pants. If you, whatever it is, social media, it's never about that thing, but we have to pay attention to where it is in our life. All things are good things. God is good. All that is created, all of creation is good. The ability to create is good. That's a God thing. But we take good good things and we make them a God thing and then we get ourselves in trouble. So this page, whenever you come here, it is about health and wholeness. And yes, we'll talk about food, we'll talk about fitness, but we never ever want to get away from the bigger, bigger message of training your heart, your mind, your soul, and then your strength. So this is fully inside out because you can do a million workouts. You can read a million books about what to eat, what not to eat. There's always going to be new information out there. And I'm not saying that's bad, but that is not the first thing first. We're always going to do the first thing first, which is the soul work, and then ask you to express it through your body. That's the completion of the gospel is the body. And the completion of the gospel was Jesus putting himself in body on the cross for us. So the body is the final say. It gets the final say whether I'm going to obey and do the thing and actually act upon it. It is the vessel and the ability to do that. So that's what we do here. Um, we'll do intense times of food and fitness and all that as well, but it always, it never um, trumps God first and God only. And then from that God place, we can enjoy all these good things. So as well, I'm back today because I wanted to share this with you. And this, friends, is happening. Not only am I the founder of this mini spree, now I can say an author of The Wellness Revelation. This is the first, first copy, you guys. First and I have to tell you, it feels totally different than the advanced copies. It's lovely. The paper is nice on the inside. And it is the perfect size to journal and to go with it. So this book is, oh, I love all the hearts. You guys are so awesome. Oh, love it. So thank you. This book, 
is not just a book that's meant to be read and pontificated and thought about. I've read a lot of diet books. I've read a lot of body and training books where, you know, you read it, but you actually have to engage with this book and not just hear some exercises. Actually, there are no exercises other than there is a workout calendar, a live video. So you will go day by day for eight weeks and we will walk you through with an actual trainer, myself and some other Revelation Wellness instructors, and you will watch that video and you will train step. This is crazy. Like, um, it's, merging the best of what online resources we have with the ability, the old school, old school of grabbing a pen and writing things down. So you'll have to train your mind. You will have to train your body. You will be asked to train in all directions. And this book will set you up to do that. Uh, Yes, it talks about food. Yes, it talks about drink. Yes, it talks about all the things that you, you are thinking about. But Again, it's in the shadow of what is God doing. The whole concept is losing what weighs you down so you can love God, yourself, and others. Because this is a love issue. This is a love issue. So you can go. I will actually put the link in this Facebook Live and pre-order this book now. Actually, it's gonna—it's crazy. I think it's $9.70 right now. And then it's going to go up to uh, $17 or something, $16.99 or something like that. So... Don't be silly. Save yourself some money and go get it. Pre-order it now. There will be a link on this file. If you're actually here Facebook Live right now, maybe one of you could put the link. It's revelationwellness.org slash book and you can pre-order and it will be found on Amazon, Barnes and Noble and all those fun places. So I'm kind of coming back to start stirring the waters again of wellness that is centered in Christ, but Mostly, I wanted to come back and share with you uh, an illumination, a revelation. And I wouldn't even know how I'd call it a revelation. I think it was a revelation that I buried a long time ago and I got busy. I buried it and I got busy doing good work, but I got busy. And there were two things that were really missing that I even think I want to say as a ministry, I want to see us grow in. Like I kind of go, uh-oh, I think um, we talk about this in the book. I think I could write a whole new book on it. Um, and I feel like this is the season and the time to talk about it because I know that you're feeling it in your soul. I know that you're feeling the need for this. Okay, so first let me just tell you about uh, six weeks ago, I got the the grace and the permission to take a really serious break after seven uh, years, which is kind of funny that it was seven years. I I wasn't like planning a sabbatical (laughs) at year seven. It just happened that the Lord would be true to his word in the Old Testament. He talks about us about every seven years is a year of jubilation and rest. And it's really to kind of sit back and, and take in all the goodness of what God has done. And it's year seven for us in the ministry. I'm 10 years, I would say, into ministry. So if any of you know ministry work, it is, it's exciting. It's passionate. You feel like this is what I'm made for. And you, you take off high knees running 
interval sprints, you know, you're ready to go, at least for my personality. That was how I responded. And we did a lot of great work in seven, 10 years. We've seen God grow this ministry in tremendous ways. Our instructors are now over 700 worldwide. Uh, Enrollment is buzzing and humming fast. It's just good. It's good. People, it's just confirming that when God first gave me the idea seven years ago, when he first implanted in me, and I was like Moses to say, I don't speak like I don't do that you need to find someone else and afraid of my reputation of losing my life I was afraid of losing my um my status my whatever what would my what would my husband think what would my friends think but I took the risk and God was faithful honestly the first few years I thought everyone thought I was crazy I I mean it's still it's less and less though it's less crazy because there's an army of people now rising up um, we hear it's 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 starting to percolate on the earth a little bit more about this healing and wholeness and um, the the confession that we're really as a as believers and followers of Christ we're not fully well. There's a wellness factor too that needs to be dealt with, and it it includes the body. It includes what's been done to this body, how we use the body. It's not about the body, but it's a part of it. And so we can see that starting to happen more. So God's been super faithful super good to bring it all together but about six weeks ago actually it was more like gosh 10 maybe uh, 10 weeks ago I just I hit the wall I hit the wall you guys like it was um holy (laughs) and terribly hard I felt like everything I was ready to just put it all away like I'm all done like the big D done I've said done a lot and I've noticed in my life in the past seven ten years that when I start to say the word done a lot like I'm done I'm done like that's actually a sign that something irritating is going on there's something there's something else and there's bigger issues than just you're done like there's more to it because God's word continually resides in perseverance and being content in all things and not losing our joy and not losing our peace. And so I'd have little D done moments, but like 10 weeks ago, it was the big D done, like all done. It was a great run. (laughs) And I just had that tantrum fit with the Lord and I needed it. And he just in, in the the God's grace at the timing of the ministry, I could take a big break. And I have a board. Uh, I have people. And my board is not made up of people that will help open doors or big names or big hitters. They're actually people who I have chosen to just do help me watch my heart. Like, help, tell me what I can't see. I don't have eyes in the back of my head. Um, if you see something in me, would you please tell me? Like, I don't trust myself. I, I know enough to know. I don't trust myself like I'm I know that I will fool myself and so um it is I I, it would be like my worst I always said to God don't give me anything that my character cannot hold like don't don't give me a blessing don't give me the next thing if my character is not there to hold it because I'd I'd rather die I'd rather not do this than defame him or see another leader rise to the top only to be completely annihilated in hypocrisy or you know what I mean? Like in the end going, God, what happened? I, I, I don't want it. Like I'd rather get out before that happens. And um, so by the grace of God, my board was really kind to say, I think it's, it's you know, how long we've we been going here? Oh, seven years. You know, it's just time for a break. Not the kind of break that's like, you don't just need a day off. You don't just need a week off. You need some serious time off. And 
instantly every a fear of what would happen uh, oh my gosh my team like what not necessarily fear for me but I knew the fear for my team like are they gonna like I didn't want them to feel abandoned like Elisa's just left it but I felt like I'm really out of here like I got nothing to, to, to give anymore so needless to say sabbaticals are amazing things it felt really awkward the first week um first week i was coming off retreat actually and it felt good to have no schedule but it's kind of like you have this hum this like there's this low hanging fever like you just kind of feel it because you're not doing anything and you don't have anything to do and you just came off of something high voltage charged so that took a while but i knew that god was telling me one thing first king 19 elijah (laughs) When God says to him, um, he's exhausted, right? He just slayed 500 prophets. (laughs) And I felt that, like, I felt like we could have these big moments. We just, we just blessed, anointed, sent out, transformed 150 people's lives, you know, from off of a retreat or off of whatever big thing. And I would have moments where I'd find myself like Elijah under a broom tree going, I'm the only one, God, this is, what's wrong? Like, where are you, God? You've forsaken me. Like one day there and the next day somewhere else. Anyone feeling me? Come on, hearts, if you know, you're like, I feel crazy. I feel like I know God. I do this good work. But then there are moments I am so freaking tapped out. So um, there's a line in 1 Kings 19. I wish I knew the verse. But God says to Elijah, Go back the way you came. Elijah, what are you doing here? After he had fed him, he brought the birds to fed him or the birds to feed him and rest and gives him all the basic needs. He's such a good father. He doesn't condemn Elijah and be like, what are you doing here? He doesn't start with that. He feeds him. He lets him rest. He gives him what he needs at the base level. And then he asks the question, what are you doing here? <laughs> I have, have, have you, have I not said, have I not spoken? But the word Go back the way you came. I remember reading that and going, that bothers me. Go back the way I came. Like, I came all this way. Anyone a runner um, or a hiker? Like, I prefer to do a loop. Come on now. I know it. You like, yeah, I want to go out. I want to see new scenery, even if it's the same scenery. I don't want to run back the same way I came. I don't like, I'll prefer at all costs. If we go out on a hike as a family, I always have my husband look for the loops. I, I don't want to go out and then turn around and come back. That feels weird. Like when we just saw that, like, man, I don't want to do that. I want to keep going forward. I want to keep going forward. And so the go back the way you came felt like, oh, fine, whatever. Like what I'm just, I'm going. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going. And um, that resonated with me. But here's what I know that God was calling me to. The first thing that I was missing in my life was silence and solitude silence and solitude and if now i can see it i look back i go oh you know what he had been trying to get me there for so long <laughs> because there's a permeating lie for me in my life you probably heard it in another podcast by the way i'm going to make this a podcast um that that um, a lie that I'm a, you're alone. You're alone. No one sees. No one cares. And it, I know that it came from my childhood. I know that that came. I, I do not come from a very highly functional childhood. I have a pretty dysfunctional. Um, for all the people that had fantastic faith families, praise the Lord. I hope I am the first for my children. Not perfect, but pursuing it. 
I didn't have that growing up. So that lie was there of alone. But here's the thing that I would always study is that God was trying to get my attention in the pulley. He wants me alone. He wants me just to himself. Jesus would draw away to an alone place. Jesus would go to the wilderness to pray, a desolate place. He would seek desolation before he went out into the multitudes every day every time i don't know if i can say that but we see the pattern and the rhythm of his life that he would go to a desolate alone place i was refusing to go because it felt as if like elijah god i'm the only one it was the permeating lie and sadness and bitter all that was there from way back when so i was avoiding the very thing that god was calling me to silence and solitude not just to sit alone, because alone means there's nobody else talking, there's nobody else giving you a thought or opinion, and you, it's just you and yourself and the presence and the Spirit of God alone. I also know that prior to my sabbatical, I want to share this because I know I'm going I'm to be hitting some nerves today, and I do hope, I pray that whatever I say, if it resonates, friends, hear me, just do it. <laughs> Take another step. Let me give you a challenge and activation at the end uh, to, to activate and just begin with. It'll be a basic thing. But um, I know that God was putting his finger on something for me. And maybe he's doing it for you. It was around the new year when I have always had a pattern of my wellness pattern was to um, I'd get up in the morning and I would go and move my body first because it felt like I could hear clearer from the Lord if I moved my body. Now, I'd done that for years. That's always what I had done. And it, it, it worked. Like, it works. I, I got, I'm not, in, not, not like you didn't speak to me in those times. But I had probably felt for the last six months prior to the new year, maybe even a year, <laughs> that God was inviting me to switch that he was asking me would you come to me first because i'm always saying matthew 6 33 seek first the kingdom and all these things will be given to you seek first that is who we are we are a matthew 6 33 ministry you want thinner thighs okay let's seek first the kingdom and we'll see what we'll see what he's going to give you he's going to give you he's going to give you everything you want but really you probably don't want thinner thighs you want contentment peace joy satisfaction no matter what because you could lose your legs tomorrow in a car accident amen and if my legs become the thing that I need in order to have peace, joy, and satisfaction, I am desolate again. So I've lost my thought because I was preaching there for a minute. <laughs> oh, so I I knew he was saying, I want you to come really and do, do me for like come to me first. And I pushed it aside, pushed it aside because it literally felt like there's no way I will be asleep. You and I, I will just sit there and be asleep. So I kept pushing it aside. Finally in the new year, I was like, I knew it was time. Like he really is about this seek like him first. And so I'd have to rearrange my schedule. And um, finally I thought, all right, new year, I'm going to do it. New year, right? New thing. So oh, it turns out the new year worked out well for me. I, I did do some new things. <laughs> so I woke up the first day to do my quiet time before my before anything else. Quiet before anything else. To be with him, seek him before anything else. And the first day when I sat on my, so this couch I have right over here is like, it's my holy space. It's my secret place. And I remember sitting there and I was half asleep. I couldn't focus on anything that I was reading. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't even sit still. I didn't even, wasn't even practicing still this then. I was just like going to study the word first. And 
I remember saying to the Lord, see, this is pointless. I told you this wouldn't work. I don't drink coffee. I don't really want to drink coffee. So some of you might be like, drink coffee. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't want to. I'm, I'm good. But I couldn't wake up. And so I remember sitting there going, Lord, this is miserable. I told you this wouldn't work. And I remember him saying, okay, you don't have to do it again. You don't have to do it again. Like very kindly, not fine. You don't have to do it again. It wasn't that. It was just, all right. Thank you. Like as if an obedience was good job trying. Good job. <laughs> so I got nothing out of my quiet time that day. I just did what I knew he'd been saying to do. Then later that night when I was getting ready to go to bed and I always lay my stuff out for the morning so I could don't wake up my husband. And um, I was laying the stuff out and I just had the thought. And it wasn't more, it was less of a thought. It was, I, it was the voice of God. I would say the Holy Spirit saying, try it again. <laughs> and like, Ugh, try it again. Okay. But I wasn't resistant. I was like, fine, I'll try it again. Maybe I was just so tired. It was the end of the day. So I woke up the next day and I tried it again. I got up and it was the first thing, the first thing that I did. And I sat down and I will tell you what, everyone, the lights came on. Um, the stillness, the quiet was profound for me. Like my body, my mind started like going, oh man, I'm craving this. Like I'm craving. I didn't know I really needed just the quiet just to be there. So God had already started a base work of this, this a foundational work for that pattern, that rhythm. But I would say I still hit the wall. You know why? Because my quiet time became my stud. Like, all right, we're good. Let's go. Let's do it. I did my first thing first. This, that was quiet. That was good. But I was still in some patterns and some thoughts and mind patterns of, of getting after it. You got to go now. All right, let's go. Let's do that thing. And honestly, it was in the sabbatical place when I had nothing to do. <laughs> the Lord had to sweat, wipe it all clear. It is the most violent act to rest like that. To go, I have nothing. I am clearing my plate. Now, I realize, let me just say, there are many of you here who can't take three months off of work. You can't do that. You're just like, there's no way. You can't take a week off of work, whatever it is. But I do know this. You can do a day. You can do a day. And not only can you, you must. I look back at the pattern of my life for 10 years of ministry and I did not take the Sabbath very seriously. And the Sabbath is in line with quiet, rest, recharge, have nothing to do, enjoy me, be with me, sit with me. Let's go to the movie together. Let's read, let's be together on a day where nothing else would interfere. The Sabbath is made for the family. The Sabbath is made for your soul care, for your family care, and it's not a joke. So let me tell you, I mean it when I say that is not, a, it's not a suggestion. You must Sabbath. It's a weird thing to do. Uh, I'm, I've started doing that a little bit prior, probably a few weeks, but I knew I was going on sabbatical, like that Sabbath, uh, social media, goodbye. Like I just put the phone down and started some real repositioning uh, of devices and technology in my home. I'm going to talk about that next week. And I'm real passionate about that too. Because that is probably the main culprit here is uh, where I wanted to put the blame on technology, social media, emails. Like I always was available. There was a rhythm that always was chipping away at me. And it made no space for silence. You guys, let me ask you this question. What do you do when you are at a stoplight? Oh, you just said, you know it. 
You know what you do. You know what you do. Because I still tend to do it, but then I'm super aware. I, I'll wait. I, I wish if I had my eyeglasses on. I will come back and read the read the um the comments. What do you do when you're at a stoplight? You check your phone. You check your phone. What do you do when you're standing and waiting in a line? You're on your phone. What do you do? Like all the time we are connected and we do not know what to do with stillness anymore. We don't know what to do with boredom. Like we don't even know what bored is. And I've, all these books I've been reading, I've been reading like crazy on my sabbatical. Like light, light, like my mind has been completely rewired all the faulty wiring was like pulled like oh that that's not working oh man I have a whole story behind faulty wiring but anyways that was something that I realized like I've lost the ability to be bored like just to be still to sit so once that became an awareness that was really on sabbatical like I am going to learn to sit and do nothing and it's going to be completely uncomfortable I'm going to probably feel like it's useless, but I'm doing it because I have lost the ability. And I know that I know that that's not only healthy for my life, but my brain. My brain needs a break. My brain needs space between me and my phone or me and my friend or me and my family. Like I need space. Now, even in that, even in a stillness place where you don't have your phone and listen, your quiet time, stillness is not the same as study time. What I did for a while there is I was doing the morning thing before my workouts, but I was just studying. I heard the Lord say, cease striving. Like it's everything, Elisa. You are to do nothing. Like I don't even want you to read my word anymore. Can you believe it? He told me, no even reading the word. You're just going to sit right here with me. Like I felt like a father taking a little girl and going, you're just going to sit down right here and quiet. You need a timeout. You're just going to sit in the chair. No, no, no. No coloring on the walls. No, no, no M&Ms. Just sit in the chair and I'll be right here with you. Let's just sit together. That's honestly what my Sabbath was. A huge majority of it was sitting in silence and alone. Not sitting to study, not sitting to know a sermon or have something. Nope. I was actually sitting to know my heart. What is going on? I became friends with my heart. What is this feeling? What am I feeling today? What's going on? I began to train. You guys, if you want to hear the voice of God, you have got to be able to hear the rhythms of your own heart because he's interested in your heart and he speaks to the heart and our emotions get all tangled up in there and then our mind gets blocked with the strongholds and we go, I can't hear from God because we have so much attachment to our emotions that we need a healthy detachment from them so that we can look at them as the, as the tools that they are. They're messengers. They're good messengers. Even if I'm angry or I'm bitter, that's a really good messenger to my heart to go, okay, so where's this coming from? Listen to my podcast on um, going to war, taking our thoughts captive. We we don't just take them captive. We have to put them on trial. So when I wake up, when I sit with just my heart and go, what am I feeling? Gosh, I feel a little afraid today or sad today. I can ask the Holy Spirit. And we just sit there in quiet time and talk. And I have never in my life, I'm 46 years old, and I can tell you, like put the flag in the ground. I've never heard from the Lord so clearly and beautifully and in a way that has always been easy like it's easy it's not 
okay, God, I really need a good word because I need to do a teaching or I have a writing to do. You know, it's not that anymore. Like that is old wineskin. New wineskin is I just saturate myself in him. And he really likes my heart. He loves to talk to my heart and renew my mind as I bring my heart to him. I bring the heart and he renews my mind. I haven't even opened a scripture yet. That's all I've done is just sat right over there, right? I'm going to show you. It's a little little cluttered right now. But if you can see right over there, that couch is my timeout chair. And I just sat and I let him talk to me. So the practice of meditation, I would say it was meditation because you have to breathe. You have to sit. I'm going to do some teachings on that as I slowly come back and get ready. As we launch the book, we're going to do some of that. Um, We have some new things coming, but I really feel passionate about this because I know we know how to do, we know how to do way too much. And this also doesn't excuse us. Meditation, silence doesn't mean like, see, I don't have to work out. No, the whole thing is that's the place we start from. In rest and repentance is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. If I want to go out and have be strong for my workout, my day, it's in quiet and trust. Not, not study. It doesn't even say study. It's quiet. Just sit. Be still and know. Cease striving. The word be still means cease striving. Because isn't our study time sometimes striving? Can I get an amen? I know you do. I do it too because you're like, I really need a word. God, I really need you to speak to me about my daughter. I really need you to speak. And we strive to even get the word. And Jesus says, you diligently search the scriptures instead of looking for me, instead of just coming to me. All I have done on a sabbatical time is come to Jesus every day. And then what happens is I do it throughout my day. Like it's so fun. I enjoy my life again. I feel like I got a life again um, in this space of stillness, quietness, and trust. Sitting with myself, not detaching from myself. One of the behaviors of eating disorders or people that have anorexia, bulimia, um, anyone that sexual abuse itself, we disengage. We are not connected to, we fragment. We're not connected to our body. We're not connected to our thoughts. We're not connected. We're fragmented. And so what we're to do is to come and just sit, sit and recollect and connect. Even if your heart feels stinky and ugly, God's like, just sit and connect. Connect with me. <laughs> what, 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 if I say the word, if, if you hear God saying, come and connect with me, what comes to mind? What verse? What thought? It should, I think John 15, 5, where he says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Remain in me. Just abide, not study about me. Not like strive for me. Just remain. Just hang out. We are so less to remain because we are on our technology a lot. We're emailing. We are replying. Um, There is a great work called Deep Work. There's a great book called Deep Work. Uh, I'm going to next week talk about it a little bit more. But if you're a book nerd like I am and you feel the call to be radically different in a culture that is telling you you have to do this you have to be on social media you have to be reach you have to be fast you have you know you feel that and you want to go against the grain read that book and you actually if you want to create an economy inside of you um, that will be an investment for your future like you're going to be a one of a kind like I'll talk about it next week I I, I got a little on, on a rabbit trail there but this place of remaining being still cease and striving and know 
then from that place we really can move out all right so that was the first thing I'll do the second one I'm prop I'm, I want to wrap this up so I don't want to be too long with your guys this time <clears throat> silence and solitude so I just asked that question do you practice it do you have any of it I hate to say my Revelation Wellness family, get ready. We're going to practice this. Instructors, we got to get after this. We're not very good at it. We're really good at drums and we're really good at moving. We're really good at all that stuff. But um, this is something we're going to seasonally grow into. Now, the second is awareness. And I kind of hit on that with becoming aware and sitting with my heart, (laughs) like an awareness I don't have to be afraid of my emotions. Uh, another book that I was reading. God, I've read a lot of books, so give me a second. Um, can't remember what this one is, but it might come to me. But um, self-acceptance precedes transformation. We, it, it's that we can't change what we don't know. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over. And I was feeling insane in my job. Like, oh my gosh, here I am again. I'm little d done I'm little I'm tired I don't feel joy I don't feel peace I asked that question back in our family page of how do you know when God's trying to get your attention and uh, uh, there's a diversity but there was some common threads and one is like he keeps telling me a little bit subtly and I keep ignoring it I keep kind of pushing it away I would say that with my with my silence and solitude and sitting with him time Uh, but also the lack of peace I don't, I lose my peace. I lose my joy. The word doesn't seem to stay with me. It's like a band-aid instead of a salve. Like it's supposed to go in deep and be with me. It's supposed to change my DNA when it just feels like uh, topical, right? I'm just surface living. We know God's putting his hand on something because we're made for deep living. We're made for abundant, overflowing life. So the awareness factor for me to just sit and become aware of what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And letting those emotions be teachers. Uh, I've been listening to some podcasts and reading a book by Caroline Leaf. I think it is Caroline or Caroline Leaf, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, Great also as well. And just to kind of rewire the mind, she just studies the mind and does totally teaches specifically to the church which I feel that way like I teach about fitness and wellness but mostly to the church because we are the ones we are the light we are the salt we're the ones that have this revelation and can make manifest and true the truth of who God is through our changed life through a testimony of God has changed me but we cannot change what we don't accept so we I had to sit and accept my emotions and work through what is that and I do a little bit in the past I had done that but I needed to clear my plate I needed to have a full-on I got nothing else to do so here we are God you and me let's go and many people I believe uh, you're if you just made a daily rhythm of it just a little daily rhythm of five minutes um, two minutes one minute I don't even know but then I go back to that Sabbath day. Enjoy your Sabbath. Enjoy. It doesn't mean you sit isolated all day on a, on a couch. It means you just, you put the phones away. I want to get in my family. Um, I'll talk again about some changes we've made. But 
like a box on the Sunday that that the stuff goes in and it locks <laughs> like we don't need it for so many hours and we started that was something on Sabbath on Sunday all devices get turned in I need to put them in a box or something because I notice how they start to grow legs and walk away um, but our family is kind of on mission together some of them are reluctant but we're working it out uh, but that awareness I can't I got to become aware I can't be so distracted I need to do the deep work I need to do the deep work of things that connect back to my childhood lies that I still believe asking God to come in speak to me and then finally you guys journaling (laughs) journaling I'm going to leave you with this note pick up a pen and write and get it out if you never come back to it what God's making you aware of, write it down and then let him speak to you purely about your emotions. I honestly feel like for my last six weeks of the sabbatical, I've all I've been doing is exercising the spirit. Not just the word, like the word is good. The word leads me to the spirit. Um, but I'm finding the spirit is always with me. Of course it is because what, how could God save those who don't even have the Bible? Like they hear about Jesus. There are many people, many countries that don't have Bibles. They don't have the word of God, but they've heard about Jesus. And all they have to do is hear about him, who he is, accept him because they're looking for a savior. They're looking for God. Everyone in their heart, eternity is set in all man's heart. Everyone's looking for God. And for those that are ready, will find him. They receive him and the Holy Spirit comes and they can begin to grow in a relationship with God, even if they don't have the word of God. So please hear me. I'm not being a heretic. Please eat the word of God like crazy. But I think we're living in a time where we're now pushing information of the word of God into us as the band-aid instead of the presence of God going in and into the cracks and the pain and the broken, dark, ugly, dingy places that once God gets in there, then yes, he brings the truth with him. So know the truth, but it isn't the truth that necessarily saves us. It's Jesus. It's God himself in us, a relationship that saves us. Men, we're saved, saved by him, him alone. And then the word backs up what God is saying. So I hope you get what I'm saying. I just don't think we need more study time. I just don't think we need more information. We can't. It's too much. That quiet, rest, silence, solitude, stillness, it is violent and it's necessary. It is necessary for today. Um, oh man, I, I've got other things to tell you, but I don't have time and I don't want to keep you. Um, big teaching, something else that I learned in, in terms of awareness, but I'll talk about it with you next week. Um, I'm again, just coming in very slowly. I'm going to go back on, I am on sabbatical. I'm just putting my toes back in as we release this book, The Wellness Revelation. So again, go over, um, we do talk about silence meditation in this book of course and all the other good things that we are uh, that God has given us the 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 privilege the honor of revealing through his word of what our bodies were made for what is this all about if you feel stuck this book is for you if you have bought every infomercial and you've done it all and you've round and round you go if you're still not content (laughs) in your body you got to get this book um no I don't there's no money in terms of like it's more for me to get the message out that people would encounter the living God 
All right, so I have one activation question for you, and or, uh, not even activation. There's no question. I guess my question is, how are you doing on silence and solitude? What does your quiet time look like? Is it about you putting more information in? Is that what it's about? Is it you trying to get something out of God? Uh, are you trying to make a withdrawal on the on the um, slot machine, or are you letting Him put into you? Are you letting Him come in and sit? and renew your mind. If you haven't done a Be Still and Be Loved podcast, try it. It's a good place to start. It's still not silence and solitude because that's just silence. Like there's nothing but your thoughts and breathing. <laughs> and you trust. I'm going to I'll start doing a little bit of stuff back there in terms of I think breathing. The breath is the spirit of the understanding of who God is. He puts it in us. The spirit, the breath of the Almighty is in us. And if you just breathe. And here so here's the assignment. I want to challenge you all. Are you ready? I'm going to wait in Facebook land if you are ready for this challenge and you're really going to try this. It's not going to cost you much other than your discomfort. Put a um, put a fist bump into the comments. Put a fist bump uh, or or say ready if you are ready to get uncomfortable and train. Becky's ready. Michelle's ready. Oh, okay. I'm gonna check in with you guys next. I'm gonna check in with you guys next week on this question. Tiffany's ready. Heather, ready. Oh God, you guys are you guys are dangerous. You really ready? Cause you know I ain't gonna make this easy for you. And I'm with you, but I might have a few weeks ahead of you. <laughs> but here's the thing. I know I'm, I'm a test tube. I know that it works. Like I've, I've been doing this and it will change your brain. It will change your desire for peace and stillness in your life. Okay. All right. So good. All right, Dina. Today, starting now, the next time you are at a stoplight and you find yourself reaching for your phone, you are not going to reach for your phone. Or you will, and then you're gonna notice that the phone is in your hand, and then you're gonna put it down, and you are going to just sit at the stoplight. You don't, you don't have to think on scripture. You don't have to do anything. Maybe you just sit there. Maybe you just sit there and listen to the sound of the air conditioning. You sit there, you look around the intersection, you sit there, and you sit in silence and God is going to meter that out for you. Some of you are going to have like 20 red lights today. <laughs> and some of you are going to get like all like one because you've already been practicing. <laughs> um, but you're going to get lots of time to practice because you're always on the move. If you don't drive a car, if you're in a subway, you do transit. Same thing. You got plenty of time. You're always probably on your phone. My goodness. Did you know like Uber is going to start doing that? You guys, there comes a time we are not going to drive anymore. People are going to be driving for us. And I kind of say hallelujah, amen, because nobody's really driving anymore because half the people are on their phones. So let's just go ahead and make the jump and let someone else drive for us so we can be safe so that my 16-year-old son who is about to drive will make it home at night. I'm just saying. So I say that we got to go this way. When we're going to get this time, what are we going to do with it? Because we have more time, because technology gives us the, the ability for more time, what are we going to do with it? It is the greatest commodity we have. So begin to practice being still. And you know what it'll feel like? Being bored. It's time for us to get bored again. In the name of Jesus, get bored. Because the greatest ideas in the world have come out of boredom you ask it you tell a kid if your kid says he's bored 
what do you if you just give in and become his circus clown right we're exhausted like you tell him go play go figure it out there is a whole world out there not your computers not your device go play get on your bike do something use your hands and it never fails my kids always find something to do where they are laughing and playing always if they're forced into it so it's time we got to force ourselves into some boredom all right let me pray for you all let's pray for us let's ask for god for a, a like a fresh thing to do in us because this is not going to be easy it's countercultural. um might make your life a little less busy you might have more time on your hands and you won't know what to do with it don't feel it until you've heard the voice of god so lord i thank you so much um for this gift uh that <laughs> lord man like your counseling is free <laughs> your counseling is free we do not have to go into debt to be free lord i thank you that your yoke is easy and your word is light and we yoke ourselves to you now god um, to learn as uh, the character and the nature of jesus himself that you give us that character and nature to seek you to get desolate and quiet with you god give us the ability to be bored in the holiest of ways lord we seek you in the quiet place in the shadow of your wing god we ask to be hid we ask lord that as we get quiet you would silence the lions that roar and tell us that we will lose our voice or lose a platform or lose time or lose god we know your word says those who lose their life will find it <laughs> and we are hungry for real abundant life lord so I pray for an anointing of stillness and quiet and rest and repentance and Sabbath for your people. Every one of the voices that will hear Revelation Wellness will take the uh, command for Sabbath seriously, not as a rule, but as a divine right to rest, God, to enjoy to push away from the patterns and the conformity of the world to embrace something uniquely different and beautiful. God, rewire our brains for silence and space. God, do the work in the quiet place of bringing awareness to us of what we're thinking and what we're feeling. God, we remove shame that would keep us from thinking or feeling. Bring us back to ourselves. Bring us to our truest self. Put new wineskin on everyone who hears this word. Lord, I ask for healing for those who are wounded in mind, healing for those who are wounded in heart, and healing for those that are wounded in body. In Jesus' name, make all things new. And we're so grateful. We love you. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Wellness Revelation. More to come. I'll be seeing you.